Welcome, welcome, welcome to Spidey Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We have an amazing episode planned for you. Kind of a free-for-all episode tonight. Um, What I had planned seems silly, but we'll probably cover it anyway. <clears throat> we haven't gotten new points, so we are literally waiting on pins and needles for AMG to come through for us. But with that being said, I thought we would go ahead and still have an episode this week, um, even with the American footy balls that was going on. Tonight is episode 39. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. With that being said, let's bring in my co-host, Mr. Charles. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Hanging in there. A little Mr. Bit of an JJ. evening, but we're hanging in there. How are you tonight, sir? Doing all right. You know, obviously my team didn't win the Super Bowl, but I don't even think I saw your team at the Super Bowl. (laughs) I could be wrong. Yes, exactly. Yes, they won. I don't think any of our teams won the Super Bowl because Chris doesn't even have a team. So, (laughs) well, one of the players from a team I used to like won the Super Bowl. So there you go. In fairness, that's as close as I've ever come to winning the Super Bowl as a Detroit Lions fan or used to be fan. There you go. Fair, fair. But if we could, so before we get into our weekends, because I do just want to talk about our weekends, but can we talk about the Super Bowl a little bit? Are we allowed to do that? Like, is yeah, that like sure. wrong? I don't think you're allowed to say <clears throat> Super Bowl. I think that's trademarked or something, and we can get sued or something for using that term. All right. So Super Bowls. The big game. With the green in them. The Superb Owl, if you there- will. Ooh, I like that one better. <laughs> my daughter would my daughter would approve of that. So I was on the way back um, from a birthday party this weekend, and I got home. I ordered a pizza and some fried mushrooms because I'm a fat ass, and I was going to watch the Super Bowl because I found out you can get it on Peacock if you sign up for their deluxe service for five bucks a month or whatever. And then if I cancel within like a couple of days, I get my money back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I sat down, I got home about um, a halfway through the first quarter and promptly didn't understand why these two teams were even in the Super Bowl. Now, I don't follow football, so maybe the two of you can help explain to me how the Cincinnati team got into the Super Bowl. So because that's crazy, I'll, right? I'll they haven't been there forever. Different. So what happened is they met in a small room with a few member, a few influential members of the mob. They paid the correct (laughs) amount of money. And no, I'm just kidding. So during the season, Cincinnati has had an incredibly good defense. And while not insanely high scoring games, uh, they were able to score more points than their opponents uh, and then run away uh, to save the points for the rest of the match. Sounds Um, like an aces game. Very much so. Uh, And then the Rams just had the right players in the right positions. They picked up Odell Beckham after, I think he was a Cincinnati player, and they just kind of dropped him. The Rams picked him up and got Matt Stafford and a a bunch of players in the right spot. But realistically, one of the things that I like about the NFL is you don't have to be the best team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. You just have to be the best team three weeks in a row Fair like enough. you've got to you've got to win your your playoff game then you have to win your afc or nfc championship game and then you have to win the super bowl itself 
And you don't have to be better than every other team. You just have to make less mistakes than the other team that's on the field. And ironically, if I read this correctly, Cincinnati is the first team in the history of the NFL to lose the Super Bowl making less mistakes than their opponent. It's hmm. a pretty mm-hmm. interesting this Actually. So I don't know. I, I Again, you're talking the guy. I haven't really watched professional football in years. I watched college football a little bit with my grandfather before he passed. But really outside of that, like, I don't care for the uh, football, at, like the rules and some of the things that used to happen. Right. You know, it's like I like hockey. They beat the shit out of each other. It's usually very fast paced. Um, but ultimately I hate most sports because I feel like everybody is extremely overpaid and then us as fans get screwed because of that. <clears throat> and life would just be better if we could redistribute the money. So the owners weren't billionaires and the players weren't millionaires and we could go to a game and not pay $150 for nosebleed seats. I, I don't know. Like it, it's just like if X-Wing ever got to there where people are like, Ooh, we're going to pay $3,000 to watch somebody play X-Wing. I'd be like, mm, I'm out, you know, like, listen, listen, I'm out except for if I am in one of the games <laughs> where people are paying $3,000. Cause then that means I'm getting paid to play X-Wing and I'm a hundred percent in for that. I suppose. Yeah. With yeah, GoPro. I was going to say, you suppose until someone walks up to you with a check for like 60 grand and says, we want to pay you to play X-Wing. And then all of a sudden, our principles are compromised by the amount of money that we could possibly make. <laughs> I mean, that's that's going full time, right? Full time into the profession, into the sport, and you're getting paid full right. time. I mean, I think I would need a little more than sixty grand to play X Wing full time. I mean, look at the major league gamers. You know, the people who play video games professionally in teams for like Rainbow Six Siege or like games like that. Uh, they they can bank <clears throat> money for for their skill in the game. So they do. I I, I hate the capitalist consumer corporatism that makes more money than the players and screws the rest of us over that that's what i hate more than anything else you know like and i do think the players get even though some of them are very highly paid i think the majority of them get screwed personally you know i mean i guess if you if you pay if you got paid 150 grand a year to work what is it six seven months out of the year all the time I don't. I don't know. Maybe that would be uh, construction. When I, when my head of friend my did, did construction, he made seventy five grand a year, and he worked uh, March through November, pretty much six to seven days a week, and that's what he got paid. So I don't know. I I, I don't know if I could do that. I just, ugh. I don't. Know. But Charles will. So Charles will represent Plenty Face Syndicate, hands down, <laughs> and I'm all good on that because we can trademark that shit and we all get Look. a cut. Look, I'm going to say this about the NFL. League minimum. That means the crappiest player on the worst team, which is either the Browns or the Lions, gets paid like $300,000 a year. All right. And they get to sit on the bench and guard the Gatorade cooler. They don't go out unless like the second string and the first string of their, uh, their respective position like gets really, really badly hurt. So they get paid $300,000 a year to have front row seats to every NFL game their team plays in. I would do that without a second thought. Fair enough. So the other thing about the Super Bowl that I always like 
is not the commercials, even though they can be funny. Um, I always am a big fan of watching the halftime show. Even if I don't watch the actual Super Bowl, I always come back and watch it. Um, thank you, uh, Silver Phoenix, for subscribing on Prime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always do go back and watch the performance. And, and I will tell you, for me, this was one of the best ones. And maybe it's because I'm partial to that music. Are you partial like, to Marshall? Look at a, you. A little bit, yeah. And and Dr. Dre, like, I mean, just seeing the two of them on stage, and then you put you put Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige in, and you've 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 sold me. I don't if 50 cents, whatever. I, I like him as a as an actor. I think he's actually a pretty decent actor. Um and obviously he a lot, yeah. Dude, you give me 50 instead of Boba Fett. 100 percent I'll tell you what, that show would have been a million times better. They would not be on Disney Plus, though. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah, except that instead oh. of shooting blasters like this, it'll be like this. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Stop. So, so I'm gonna say this: the only reason that I don't enjoy the halftime show is so, and this is an abstract thought, but I am a huge fan of professional wrestling, and when you watch professional wrestling on TV, you get the announcers telling you what's happening, the reacting, it draws you in more, right? When you go to a physical event, you hear nothing. Because of the Super Bowl's stringent um, scheduling, none of the instruments are hooked up, none of the mics are live. So what you're hearing on the performance is a pre-recorded live performance, and it is silent in the stadium. The crowd is reacting to nothing. It is dead silent in the stadium. None of the mics are wired. Nothing is wired. It's piped in sound. They go, they do the miming and lip syncing performance, and then they go. And the reason I know this is because a couple of years ago, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did a uh, a uh, Super Bowl halftime show with Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. That's right. And none of their instruments were plugged in. Not a single instrument for the Red Hot Chili Peppers were plugged in. So it just, it's a great performance. Don't get me wrong, but it is 100% acting because there is no sound. They're not, you don't hear them. Like they're not actually performing. All right. Well, way to be Buzzkill. I'm going to call you Captain Buzzkill. I was excited by this year's performance. I did not know any of that. And I might actually never watch anything for the Super Bowl again, I guess. <laughs> like the one main reason. Look. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up on my soapbox because nobody that I know will ever hear this, and I'm just gonna take a minute to air. I've had a rough week. So last Wednesday, my company, who I will not name out loud, uh, signed a contract with a well-known actor to be in our advertising. Um, and then the very next day, let the entire customer service department know that we were no longer required. And that they were sending us to an outsourced, an outsourced department. Uh, so they paid almost $6 million, I think it was, for a Super Bowl ad con containing this actor. Uh, a very well-known actor, an actor that I love and I hold no ill will towards. Uh, but after they announced how great it was that we acquired him as our spokesperson, uh, my job was deemed redundant. So, yay, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. That's awful. Oh, yeah. That's let's always a you know what? Let's talk about Star Wars. All right. Let's say that that's always a um a hard thing to go through. So but yes, you're right. <clears throat> let's transition before Charles um 
that goes on a complete rant, and then I have before to like, I turn them, into Chris. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, before you become me, and, and, and it's all over. Then I got to pull the whole episode. All right, so let's talk Star Wars tonight. So the reason I titled the episode "We Got Nothing to Fight For" right is because we have an event coming up this weekend called Crossroads, right? And it's in Indianapolis, Indiana. If you're in the chat and you're you're gonna go, let us know. I will be there. Um. Actually, Charles, did you give those sleeves, the extra sleeves to John? Um, I did give some to John. I think I still have some extra, but okay. yes, John does have some sleeves. All right. I got to try and hook up with, with John to get me your those sleeves. Yep, because I what I did was them. when we bought the uh, when we bought the packs that uh, Fly Better had, they had like these little um, swag bags. They were like a grab bag type thing that mm-hmm. had random tokens and random alt art cards in them. Um, any of the alt art cards I didn't use, which was every alt art card I got, because all I could seem to do was pull Poe. Um, I just slid <laughs> those alt art cards into our sleeves uh, and then gave them out kind of like a business card to each of my opponent as though I were being nice and, and handing out swag. But really, so you could... just hate Poe. You're like, fuck Poe. I don't need that. Dude. <laughs> dude, I got I got so many of the alt art colored fireball pilots that they had made. When Farmer was running the the six fireball list, and I got like six or seven pose, one Lando, and I got one one of the alt art gurries that I was dying when I was not a Patreon for Fly Better when they had them. And then big ups to just real quick, I gotta gotta shout them out. Uh, big ups to Greg over at uh, Nickel City, uh, and to Chris. Uh, I got these in the mail today. Ooh. Yeah, I gotta check my mail. From from Nickel City. Apparently, I won a giveaway of some sort. So, got yeah. some Lego alt art cards. Those are pretty, swall- pretty solid. It so, was a nice. Boba Fett one. We, we, I, I knew you'd like that. So Yeah, absolutely. It's Lego, it's Star Wars, it's X-Wing, and it's Boba Fett. That's like the Venn diagram of my life with that card <laughs> like right in the center of all four circles. It's amazing. Speaking of, I guess before we get too far into X-Wing, speaking of Lego, so I went and saw Matt this weekend for his birthday, and we got a few games of X-Wing in, but come to find out he's got Legos throughout his house. And I thought this was just a Charles thing, right? I just, like, I like Legos, yes, don't get me wrong, but Charles is, you have definitely, you are the Lego person out of all three of us. I love Legos. So for me, like, I'll just say it, I have ADHD. And with Legos, I'm able to organize things by colors and shapes. I'm able to focus on putting something together. And it's a lot of fun, especially with like the um, the Boba Fett helmet set. Because you basically put together a gigantic block of multicolored gobbledygook for the first like three hours of putting it together. And then once you have the center of like the helmet built, you start to build the exterior pieces and you kind of see it kind of coalesce into into the Boba Fett helmet. So I, I love Legos for that for that aspect. Uh, I awesome. believe we have Brickfest coming up in March in Tampa that I'm hoping to be able to go to. So that would be cool if you do take some yeah. pictures and some video. Um, but I didn't know. Like I guess I, I thought this was just the Charles things, but I guess it's a Matt thing too. Um, Matt owns a bunch of Lego Star Wars stuff. Does um, he have the UCS slave one? No, he doesn't. He Dang just obviously he just started collecting. No, you cannot have mine. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I have all the pieces. I was actually going back through and trying to find some of the pieces to it, and I'm 
disappointed that I don't know if they're all there now. <laughs> like, so look, I will I will say this. Um, as an addendum to Planning Phase Syndicate, <laughs> um, when we transition to our new company, my uh, company that shall not be named is giving us an additional month's salary as well as paying out some of our benefits cash-wise. Uh, so I'll get a nice little lump sum. Uh, I will do a Planning Phase brick cast of me putting together my UCS Slave 1 followed by me putting together my UCS Millennium Falcon. Oh, fair enough. Nice. And uh, maybe if I'm lucky, me. I might even draw JJ over here and we'll have like a uh, like a planning phase, like syndicate sit down where we put together the UCS Slave 1 and Millennium Falcon over the course of a couple weeks. Are you planning to uh, eventually get like a Lego um, Razor Crest? He, ha- he has uh, one. I already have one, but you can't see it because it's on the lower part of this shot. Ah, okay. I did see it. I did see a TikTok, and I think I shared it in the uh, the chat for the group where Bo-Katan and the Mandalorian are in a bookstore, and she holds up a Lego um, Razor Crest, and she shakes it, and she goes, "Look, it's in pieces, just like yours." And he, <laughs> he knocks it out of her hand. It was it was kind of funny. So, all right, I guess we're really tangenting, but. So yeah, I'm sorry. Hold, no, no, you're fine. Because I got another tangent, Lego, Lego tangent, and fuck it, I don't care. Whatever, it's it's. We don't it's have fine. content. There's no new <laughs> do, like release. I do or have anything. content. I have content, nah. but I do. But okay, so one of Matt's wife, um, she has a friend that actually auditioned for that Brickmasters TV show, oh, yeah? and she cool. was granted a part. Um to come down and audition in person in California. And That's awesome. I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, fuck, Charles owns enough Legos. You could do, do. all star. You could, you there. So <clears throat> if you want message me afterwards, I'll get you the Facebook groups. There's Facebook groups. And I guess these uh, Lego teams like scout these Facebook groups for oh, really I'm good not, people. No, I'm not. I'm not that creative. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not putting together my own like Lego. Okay. Things. I can follow the instructions that come in the box. <laughs> all right. All right. That all I right. Buy, but I'm not like sitting at home going, I have green and I can build the Eiffel tower and make it photo. No, no, no. I'm just thinking like you could like, take your razor crest, put it into pieces and then put like Brogu with his hands over his face and you can have the Ahsoka standing there. You know, like you could do all sorts of things cool. with it. It would be fun. You could probably build a spider to go with it too. There you go. Spoiler alert. Cool. <laughs> Season two. Spoiler alert. All right, let's talk. Let's talk X Wing. I'm sorry. So I apologize. <laughs> I did have fun this weekend at Matt's house. Um, we played more Marvel Champions than we played X Wing. In fairness, um, Matt, you won one game and I won one game. <clears throat> um, I did try your resistance um, Y wings, JJ, and you know what they lose to? Everything. No. Four Y or four four X wings and Ahsoka or a Hera. Sorry, four Y or four X wings and a Hera in Rebels because they move first, so you can ionize them. And as long as they stay far enough back, they go one get a focus. Do you want to leave? Oh, you can leave, but then you don't get no shots. You cannot use your ion turret and get you know, two dice gun on them. They they die. Damn. <laughs> Like horrible death. Like like oh, I wow. rolled bad, but they die a horrible death. I will tell you, I ionized every ship but um Hera in that list at, throughout the course of it. But losing like I lost an X or a Y wing for one engagement, second engagement I lost one and a half. You know, by that third engagement, pff, it didn't matter. You know, I was done for. I lost Rose. 
That sucks. Damn. And that, so here's the thing. When everybody talk and, and I even talk about scum Y-wings with TLTs, guess what? They still died. You could still murder them because it's still a Y-wing. Yep. It could do yep. two damage around, but it's still a Y-wing. They still die very quickly. Yep. By and the I way, think if you are wondering, this is I headbutted the uh, the rear hatch of a minivan while delivering flowers on Valentine's Day. So that's oh. what the nice little gash on my eyebrow is. Hopefully you got a bigger tip because of that. <laughs> I was loading one of the delivery drivers. I wasn't oh. even like delivering the flowers. I was just helping someone load it and the gate was lower than I thought it was and it split my eyebrow. So I don't have any cool stories. So uh, no extra money. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk some X-Wing. All right. Let's let's yeah, do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's talk about the trilogy tournament first and get that out of the way. Um, so I hear our team is no longer participating in the trilogy tournament we are participating yes. in spirit yes unfortunately we were knocked out this week um we we went to this we got to the second phase of the tournament where it was single elimination and uh we had three games um unfortunately we we lost two out of the three of them uh, but still, it was a it was a good run for playing face syndicate uh, for us. We did pretty decently considering our opponents who we were facing off with. Um, the The only win we had was uh, my game from last night, um, which was a, a pretty fun game. Uh, I got to face off against a Anakin uh, Obi Wan in the Edda and a Click in the um, in the V Wing um, against my list. And he, it was funny because he, he had a fully decked out Anakin and the Delta seven. That was a hundred points um, with chopper and a shield upgrade. Um, and he, he offered up his, um, his click up to me, like in the first engagement, I pretty much one shot at it. Um, actually, no, I, I, I hit it and I, then I showed him the dark side, giving him a disabled power regulator and then tabs and killed him. Um, and then after that, it was just, uh, hunting down, um, Anakin and he took a few shots from, from Tafson and Kylo and the jam. It was funny because I, at one point we kept on jamming each other because he, he ran out of chopper charges. So he was like jamming me and I was jamming him back constantly. It was hilarious. But, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, one that one 150 to 33. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were, they were definitely a great, uh, a great team, and I hope that they do well um, in the tournament. So, yeah. So I will say in my game, um, he did something I've never seen anybody do, and I really liked what he did. Because uh, he was running Bosk and Lando and then Fenral. So very streamlined Bosk and Lando with Fenral. And he crab-walked Fenral across the back uh he would do like a one hard and then a barrel roll and then a one hard and a barrel roll. And he just kept him. And so I decided that I would try to dive in. And then the minute I got close enough, Fen jetted out. Uh, it came down to a final cell. Or, uh, so it came down to the last shots, uh, Eamon versus Bosk. Uh, and he was able to take Eamon out. Uh, and just we were kind of talking and we were like, you know, if I would have spent that focus on defense, it would have saved one health. I would have scored the kill shot, which would have triggered your or would have triggered his Zam, which would have given him the return shot, which would have killed uh, Eamon and would have sent us to final salvo. So we just screwed around and rolled the dice to see what would have happened in that scenario. And he still ended up winning final salvo. 
Uh, so, <laughs> so big ups, big ups to him for being such a just a chill guy and having a really awesome game. Uh, it came down to the wire. It was the last shot with like two or three minutes left. Uh, and it was just, it was just insane, but it was a really good game and I really, really enjoyed it. Well, that's really the whole point, right? <clears throat> like we don't play these tournaments to be only the champions. We play them cause we find X-Wing fun. So, and I think it gave everybody a unique challenge, uh, Nobby did. So, uh, props to Nobby on that. And, um, I bet Charles will never run stealth device again. Um, nope. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> and, it's not, and so here's the thing. So realistically, it's not because I didn't like it. I enjoyed having stealth device on there, but we compare stealth device to hull upgrade points wise. And it's, it they're, they're equal in points. They each give you one extra health or well, one, one extra time because the minute you take a damage, you lose stealth device. The, just like the minute you take a damage, you use hull upgrade. The major difference is hull upgrade gives you one more damage that you can take before taking half points. Mm -hmm. Stealth device does not do that. And that I found in running double fire sprays with stealth device on it was a major point because that one damage putting me to half changes your play style because now you're running and shooting out of the rear arc instead of still being able to be aggressive. So it's not that I didn't enjoy the stealth device because I definitely did. It's just there's more economy and utility in a tournament-style play on a dual fire spray list out of a hull upgrade than there is out of the stealth device. Unless they give Boba his crew slot back and you can have Maul, then that changes and everything. Stealth device so. with Maul for the win. I mean, yep. So, I mean, I, and I will tell you, it was kind of... Uh, I run stealth device only, only because it pisses John off a lot, and I think that's kind of funny because <laughs> John thinks it's the waste, biggest waste of points. But I put stealth device on... Um, uh, I, I add suits here sometimes and it drives John not suit. It's like, why are you doing, but it, it's the same thing. Like as long as, um, as long as it gets off once or twice, I always consider it a benefit, but I guess I never thought about the half points thing. Like, yeah, you're right. That, mm, it it, it that's does. What she said, I gotta do it. That's what she said. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, we'll see. So it was a good run, gentlemen. I don't know what the next one is. Um, I guess somebody's going to have an online tournament. I'm assuming somebody will have an online tournament for us to play in. Um, yes. Maybe it'll be four players this time. So it could be all four of us. Uh, but we'll see. Hey, uh, Friday before Depicon, aren't they doing the duos tournament? I think so, but I'm not sure. We'd have to, we could look that up. If, you, if, if, if we could oh, look that up doing... in a minute. You're doing Destiny, all right? I, I did not buy into it yet. Okay. Because there's only two people signed up for it. Okay. And I'm going to literally wait until the last minute. Unless for some reason like that duel sells out. Otherwise, yes, let's play duels. And like I'm going to play pods all day. Uh, like There's no reason for me not to play X-Wing that day. Um, I know Corey will be somewhat busy because Corey is associated with, with uh, GSP. Um, and, uh, Sean and I were, Sean doesn't know if he's going to come down Thursday or Friday. So, but, uh, we'll, we'll have a plan, I think set in stone here this weekend. Cause we're all going to crossroads minus JJ. And, um, yeah, and, and, and I miss, <clears throat> all right. And minus Charles too. Thank you. Thank but you. Were, you're not JJ, going to, you're not alone, sir. You're not going to dead deck on though. So. We already I, would know that. Love to, I would love to be able to go to Adepticon. I just can't afford the trip to Chicago. 
not after I'm still recovering from Vegas. Vegas, for those of you that have never been to Vegas, Vegas was like a hundred dollars a day. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, don't get me wrong, I had a wonderful time, but it was terribly expensive, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> I spent like one day doing something. Just food and existing was a hundred dollars a day. Well, that and I got these. Oh, that yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that would I be got it. flasks, and these are amazing. But other than that, like I did nothing while I was in Vegas, and still managed to spend four hundred dollars in four days. Yeah, I don't know why there's no face backs uh, at Crossroads, other than it's Indiana. Um, we. We will probably be. I will probably be wearing face masks um, myself because that's just me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I tried to play next wing with the face mask, and it's different. Uh, I'll tell you that. But I think that's probably what I'm going to do, just because. So I I already had COVID. If you didn't know, that's why I didn't go to LVO, um, and that's why I am going to Crossroads. It's because I didn't go to LVO. Um, but I think. I think there were, I don't know. We were talking about it at our local, are we going to wear face mask? And it went from like 35 people to 70 people this week. So there's a higher probability I'm going to wear one uh, than before. Yeah. If I we want to go at LVO, face masks were required. Yeah, they're like, not. To the point that if you had a water bottle and you wanted to hydrate, they had special rules provisions for a judge to come over to allow you to leave the hall before taking your mask off so that you could hydrate and then come back to your game. All right. That's a, that's, that's a little over the top for me. Well, I um, mean, to be fair. So we had, we had Heaver who, who was a nurse. We had, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? The one who won Howard. No, no. Um, Isophane. Isophane was there and Isophane is a doctor. Like, I mean, there were a lot of medical staff there, so that was not ill-advised, right? It wasn't just someone made up these rules and it worked, but like. Uh, uh, that's, okay. I get why they want to do it. That's over the top for me. I work for a healthcare company. Like we are required to wear a mask no matter where we go. Oh yeah. I said, I said Heaver. I meant Duncan. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Duncan Howard. Yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant Duncan, Duncan Howard. Howard. I'm sorry. Not Paul Heaver. Sorry. Like I get if you fully take it off to take a drink, but like you can lift it up and take a drink. I, I don't know. I I don't know, man. Like that's I, I'm pretty. I would personally use a straw, honestly. Yep. Just a straw under the mask, and you know you're fine. I, nope, but... that was not. Yeah, see, if you needed to drink. You needed to leave the hall. Even like there were people that had Camelbacks. They were having to leave their game and go out to drink from the straw in the Camelback. And I get it. It's fine. I just didn't drink during the matches. I would wait until my match was done and I would go out and get a drink. That's fair. But yeah, that's hard for me, though. I'll be yeah, how about this. You I, can't have scotch. Sorry. OK, oh my God. that's not why. It's because <laughs> my blood pressure medication makes me a lot more. I drink more water than before. So. Anyway, yeah, you too, but you're you drink less water per se water. You don't. I, oh, come on. I do drink a lot of water. In fact, I do. I actually drink quite a bit of water. Um, I don't I don't drink scotch. I'm getting I'm getting, I'm getting Grizz a T-shirt for Christmas. This is water with with finger quotes around it in a scotch glass on the back or on the bottom, yes, right where my yes. stomach goes. 
There you go. No, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to get you force tokens that have a uh, highball glass on one side, and then when you flip it over to spend the force, it says water with finger quotes around it. <laughs> All right, I'll play those. I'll use, those will I'll, be I'll our, use... the official force tokens of Planning Face Syndicate. I'll 100% fly Jedis just to play that. Just just to use those. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, the alcohol at the table, I, I, right, whatever. I don't care. I, I, but for me, the water would be a really hard sell. That's a hard sell. But either which way, either which way, where where the hell were we? I think we just uh, like so side we finished crossroads. Yeah, crossroads. about crossroads. So oh. we we finished off the trilogy tournament, then we we tangent into crossroads. Okay. Um, man, that was a long tangent. Um, yeah, we're talking about duos, and then we got into uh, into crossroads. All right, so so. So good. So what I want to do is, I guess we were going to talk about the Sith figures, but I think we already talked about that last week. And I think I told JJ to do something and I think he did. And now I don't remember why I told him to do any of those things. So <laughs> we're going to move on to, um, we're going to move on to discuss um, AMG's points update. Cause that's really the, the, the heat of this segment. Um, and what I wanted to talk about before we do the Boba Fett stuff. And I, and I want to talk about it be, for two reasons. One, they had a release last week at the end of a paint stream where they essentially said, hey, um, we're going to have everything out by mid-February. It's all legal right now. Now, when somebody tells me mid-February and then two seconds later, they say, well, February is a short month. So that you that probably will mean the last week of February. I immediately become skeptical that this <sighs> is, you know, like going to happen before a before Crossroads. And B, I'm a little skeptical it's even going to happen before um, whatever the event in North Carolina is. Oh, the that, Cherokee Open? Yes, the Cherokee Open. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm even skeptical of that, that that's going to happen before that. I was hoping for points, for in fairness, last weekend, so that I had a week to play with. And I'll tell you what, if they release them on Friday, we have a plan for Crossroads in case they do do it. We're all bringing two factions that we like. And bringing all of our cards, all of the ships, and we're gonna theory craft the whole way down <laughs> to Indiana <laughs> in the in the car because we don't know what else to do, right? And so what I thought would be a fun would, would be fun to discuss it discuss is so JJ had wanted to do kind of a segment a little bit on the different scenarios. So what I want JJ to do is kind of go over the scenarios, but on a high level. Not I don't need. 10 minutes a segment. I just need like five minutes for you to give me the highlights of each of the ones that you know about. And then what I want to do is kind of talk about points changes that we could possibly see. Right. So, um, we all, the rumor in fairness, and I'm telling you, I've heard this from like more than one person is Boba Fett is getting cruise slot back. Now I wonder if people are just trolling, but that's, I, I've heard this from four separate people who know people that play tests. So I'm, I'm Boba, Boba Fett is making a comeback. <laughs> it's happened. I'm going to run Boba Fett until the wheels fall off of it or until I get a gauntlet. Well, and then I'm going to be running the gauntlet and Fen in Rebels just to counter your Boba Fett. But um, Look, I'm going to tell you right now, and I will I will bet this right now. <laughs> Scum Fen will outfly Rebel Fen all day, every day, period. I don't know about that. I don't agree with you on that one. Um, But Either which way, what you're, I thought you're we entitled to be wrong, Chris. It's okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. 
But what I wanted to do is I want JJ to go over the scenarios real quick on an extremely short high level. And I kind of want to talk about points. Like, what do we think are uh, points adjustments, things that we could see? I, I don't think we could predict what they're going to pull and take away or leave in extended or take out of a, a, you know, like take out a standard. But I do think that what we can do is talk about points differentials, right? Because if we talk about, um, for example, droids being able to sit on rocks with objectives and then droids also being able to be somewhat dominant in a dogfight, we have a problem. That's a problem to some extent. So what I want JJ to do is go through those scenarios. We're going to listen. Um, and then we're going to kind of talk about points and what we think are going to change. And here's where JJ can then take some notes. But when he takes them, he can put a note that says, these are the predictions that we have. And we can see if we're right or wrong. Because I think if they get Boba his slot back, Fen goes up in points, personally. That's my opinion. Yeah. So the, that's my hot um, the, the one of the ones that they, they talked about in the um, in the Fly Better podcast uh, stream was um, the dogfight, actually, scenario that uh, that they had planned. So essentially, it's going to be similar to what we have now um, here for like what we play for standard X-Wing here, uh, where you have, uh, you know, your 200 point list versus another 200 point list and uh, you face off each other. The difference here is that there's will be a marker in the center of the board um, that if you manage to have have more ships in the center uh, within range two of that particular point uh, more than your opponent, then you score uh, objective points um, for maintaining control of that particular sector during the dogfight there. So it is possible to still outscore your opponent if they decide to play KG outside of it, if you can just maintain control of the center of it. Um, just going over that particular scenario in there, I think that uh, things that can play area area denial um particularly bombs um will go up in stock for that particular scenario because if you can manage to control the center of the board either by holding uh seismic charges around rocks um or holding bombs to um to to discourage people from coming in through certain lanes to get towards that particular center uh are definitely going to have a higher stock uh, ships that can move slow, um, that can do those one straights, um, are definitely really good because that, that helps you move the minimal amount of distance and, um, and still stay in range or even full stop ships, um, that can do that as well. Um, we'll definitely go up in stock for that. What are your thoughts on that so far? I, I, yeah, I think you, the problem I have is, did they think about those things when they created it? If they did, and that's why it's taken so long for us to get these points, I think you're right in the aspect of anything that has a zero stop immediately has to have, like, there has to be something. Okay, I hate picking on scum because it feels like I'm just being a dick to scum, but think about Bosk with a 180 with objectives, with Zam. I mean, okay, you know, like, that's... And, and maybe if they create a restricted list where you can't have two of one thing on a list and do it by faction and you say, okay, for this scenario, you can't have Bosk and Zam. Okay. Hey, I don't care if he can zero stop stocks do go up. Yes. But Bosk without Zam is, is not as good as Bosk with Zam in that scenario. Disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think Zam makes it that important. The only thing that Zam really gives Bosk is a target lock. It's a free target lock. Yeah, absolutely. It's a free second mod. 
Yeah, but with with Gleb or with uh, oh, what am I? I can't think of it. My brain is mush. The uh, the one that allows you to hold your focus token. Uh, protector and Gleb. Yep. No, Gleb gives. You, I thought Gleb gives you the cord. Oh, no, Gamut Key. Sorry, Gamut, Gamut Key. Thank Gamut you. Key. Yeah, Gamut yeah. Key allows you to save your focus, so you just plan a turn ahead and save your focus and take a target lock anyway. Yes, Zam gives it to you for free, but. Bosk is just as potent without Zam. I promise. I've flown him since 1.0, and Zam didn't exist in 1.0. Bosk is a beast no matter what. I, I agree, but I think in these tournament styles where you have zone control, I think Zam and Bosk are greater. And you could still put Gammon Key and Zam on Bosk in that scenario and get yeah, both party, of it. Party, party and, bust it up, man. And, you, and Greedo. <clears throat> and soon the freaking Mandalorian. <laughs> so, like... I think, no, you can't. So you can't fit the so, Mandalorian and Greedo and Bosk and like there's only three. There's only two crew slots and a gunner. So something's got to give. You have to get rid of Zam or um, Gamut Key in order to fit Mando on there. But okay, either which way though. That's I think that's when we look at things that can stop and take double shots. That's when we you know start to get. And, and I don't want again. I'm not trying to pick on Scum. Because I don't think Scum's the only one that has that, really. Like, that's not just a Scum thing. I, uh, for example, a Falcon in Rebels can take Bistin and float around rocks in a circle all day long. And they have better dials than Bosk has. And then they have access for Force users all the time. And I, it, so, again, this is not just a Scum, a scum issue. Thank you. Um, there. But I think when we talk about that that scenario, like JJ said, yes, stocks are up on anything that can stop. I think stocks go up on anything that can stop and take a double tap. I think I think one way that you could curtail that is work into the rules that a ship may not maintain a non-motion for more than one turn. Yep. So yes, you could you could zero stop. But then that removes Leia making the zero stop white so you can zero stop, then zero stop, then, you know, do a zero stop again if there was another way to make it white or whatever the case may be. With Fen like, taking so your fucking stress here, away. Here's, <laughs> yeah, one exactly. to, here's one thing Fuck to consider though, too as well, right? Because one of the things that they also mentioned is that they said that even though you'll get um, – You'll get points for you know maintaining the center uh, or like maintaining that area. They said that the fastest way to win is still eliminating your opponent, right? Um, if you manage to wipe out your opponent's forces, then all those points that they gather in the center means nothing. So would you sacrifice good positioning, you know, because you're trying to basically go in circles in that range to bubble around it and expose your rear flank just for the sake of keeping that position, or would you? try to at least hold it for one turn and two and then go after a particular ship. Not I think nothing, it depends. But I'm always for exposing my rear flank, just saying. He, he <laughs> loves doing it. I have pictures. And like, I bet you John has Vegas. more from Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, the Rimming Rancher only comes out specific times of the year, sir. <laughs> so at least you're the one getting rimmed. Any, all right, we're going to move on because that's like past rated R here, friends. Woo! And um, on to the next topic. Ugh. I told so, you the story about my daughter. Have never mind. We're not going to go back down nope, that road. Nope, we're not going there. <laughs> so, um, 
so the other scenario that they um, that they they actually did on stream uh, the first time when they were introducing some of the new red notes is a zone control where you uh, you and your opponent uh, after you deploy obstacles on the board uh, you deploy uh, basically a satellite token on within range two of your player edge and then uh, one in the center and you gain points according to how many ships you have uh, within range uh, one of that particular. Uh, object on the board so you can actually uh, potentially have up to two different uh, locations if not three if you really spread your forces out and gain points over time and the scoring on the ships is different depending on um, it's going to have modified scoring depending on the size of the ship and um, basically reducing it to like single digit numbers so the the this is probably going to be one of the first objectives where it's going to have uh, like kind of like an asymmetric scoring um, based on the type of ship that you have in your list. So this will actually encourage more um, like large base ships um, and medium base ships since they score more points than small base ships there, um, which will actually shift the meta from what we see for like triple aces and stuff uh, for that particular type of thing. Now, when you compare it to how they want to set up the tournament style uh, for standard um, when you're cycling through um, these objectives, um, having a, a zone control list and a dogfighting list are going to be two very different builds. So trying to have a list that can go and, and do well in these very different types of scenarios um, is it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to balance um honestly for the second one for the zone control um you you do kind of want to have a little more tankier ship to try to uh, maintain control and hold its own if you're going to try to control at least two of those objective points well i look at it similarly right and i and i don't know how this is going to work but in my brain right the way that i see it working is kind of like what we were talking about last week with kravik when we were talking about how the Legion tournament is set up that on a table for a Legion tournament, you have four different settings. So each table or each row was so many different terrains. And so if you built like a rocket launcher squad that required open air, but then you drew someone that was playing on a, a city, you know, it's like a, a, a back alleyway in the city or something your list is not well there. So I think this is also going to start creating a meta of a generic build that will not necessarily be great at one thing, but it will be okay and be able to be malleable to work towards different play styles. So like in Magic, you have you know the blue deck that's counter, you have the red deck that's burn, you have the green deck that is creature destruction. But when you're playing in a tournament, you want to find a play style within your specific faction, if you will, uh, that will allow you to adjust depending on what scenario you get dealt. And I I think you're right to some extent on that. Like, I think that that's going to be a thing because in, in say, I don't know. And, and that was one of the downsides a lot of people had with some of these, these scenario-based things, right? Is because... I like flying my named ships, except for droid swarms, which are not named ships. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, I like I like that aspect of some of those things, and I think one of the things 
with, that I hope AMG considers is you don't want to take out all of these good, like, I don't want to not be able to fly Boba to some extent or really, okay, for me, it's Dengar. I like Dengar, playing Dengar. I think it's fun. I think it's a challenge because of the dial is extremely unique in X-Wing um, compared to a lot of other dials and it presents a different challenge to fly him than other ships I've flown. Um, and I just don't want those things to disappear per se. I like getting away from just strict dogfighting, but I worry about that. And and, and I, maybe that kind of leads us into more of a points discussion, right? Do you think that some of these named pilots will go down in price, right? Like, do you think Fen's going to go down in price because of this? You know, I hope that personally, just like I hope droids don't go up in price selfishly, but on both sides, there's a high probability of both droids will go up in cost and we could see Fen take a cost reduction because of these style of scenarios where Fen needs to be more versatile and you, nobody wants a 70 point ship that pops 50% of the time in that type of a scenario. You just don't want that. So if it, if Fen is 55 points and he pops, that's like soon fell, you know, that puts him at soon fell level, you know, which Charles, that actually speaks to a discussion that we, we, we've, we've always debated, which is the better pilot. And oh, like, no, if you think didn't. about it, Ben Rao is the better pilot. Soon fell is cost so fucking low compared to, to, to Fen. Like if we actually talk about like, why is he costed that much more, right? You know, because he needs two modifications to stand up. So he, here's the thing, right? What, what we're thinking about? Uh, <laughs> Jay, JJ's like, don't worry, suit so, here. I got your back. So no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, you. I'm talking about an actual possible reduction in Fenrau, and, and here's the reason why, right? Because oh, part of the me. new, part of the new rules, right, is the bumping rules, right? You know, um, about being able to take those range zero shots and still getting a mod if you bump an enemy ship, right, with focus. Fenrau's ability only works at range one, not at range zero. So if you actually bump Fen Rao and you manage to take that range zero shot into Fen Rao with the focus, chances are you are going to get some damage into Fen, possibly, and he yeah, won't be able to mod. Um, his extra die ability doesn't work and Concordia doesn't work because you're That's not right. at range one in arc, you're at range zero in arc. Yep, exactly. So now he does fall. He does feel a lot more like a very fragile Fen Rao, or sorry, uh, Soontir fell. The only difference is, is that with Soontir, he um, will still get that extra focus um, if you have somebody in Bullseye, and she doesn't get stressed. If you decide to, if you end up bumping with Fen and you end up taking that that focus, it's going to be red, which means you're not going to be able to turn around. Soontir can still get that Bullseye focus, and he can actually... Mm. He can actually get double focus, right? Because he could still take the red focus on his turn and then get the bullseye focus again because he gets that. So he gets two different it's mods. A, it's a token oh. instead of an action. Yeah. Okay. So does Sincere go up in price then? Technically speaking, he could. right? He like, could, yeah. we, we should see a price increase. For, I didn't think about that because if you bump him, it's guaranteed. It's a guaranteed free focus. Not I didn't even bump, think about not that. Not if you bump into him. No, it's not. If I side arc bump, or like come in behind and bump in the rear, he doesn't get a free. I'm not in his bullseye. Okay, he but if you bump me in, in the rear, I'm gonna leave you. Like I don't care. Bump me in the rear, whatever. I'm gone. Yeah. See ya. Have a nice time. Yeah. The other thing is ships that have primary turret arcs, right? Because um, 
when you're when you're bumping, you can only take the, the range zero shot with a primary mm. weapon. So you take a look at the jump master that has a primary turret arc or like the Falcon, Falcon as well, or the the white T Shadowcaster without the title. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, those ships will, I mean, granted, they're not going to be standard, but if you still use the same rules, you know, and extended, they'll they'll be eligible for that. Hey, the um, jump master well, is does this 2. give 0. the hawk a different uh yeah. does this give the hawk a different variance as far as price? Because right now, without the moldy crow title, they only have they only have the turret arc. Yep. So right. do you get a point reduction? Yes, I know you can add the primary arc for for eighteen points, a hundred percent. But without that primary arc, can I bump and still take a side arc shot if my primary is a turret? Yeah. So you can take it, but not at range zero. As of what we know now, I actually think they should amend that, and that's a great catch. I never thought about that, but that almost has to be amended to printed arc. So it should say primary printed arc so if so for example on an sf right they have a primary and a turret arc it should only be the primary that's range zero right so but on a hawk but that poses a question the fire sprays arcs are both printed they have the they have the front and the rear they're both a primary shot not one is not one is a secondary over the other does Right, JJ? Yeah. Aren't they both yeah, that's a primary right. arc? Yeah, so if you're allowed to take shots at range zero out of your primary arc, that means that the fire spray is going to go way up in value because both of those front back mm. are considered a primary arc. It's not an SF where you have to rotate an arc in order to get it or an A-wing where you've got to use your vector you know, cannons to change. They're just a standard front back arc. Well, they they will go... Okay, that that's I think that's a different scenario, and I agree with you. I think they will go up in price sadly like that yeah, oh, man, we God need them to be more expensive because yep, fire sprays aren't mm, expensive enough i don't like that but you could they could go to just saying the front primary arc and if you don't have a front primary arc whatever your primary they could do that i don't know that they could be wordy but that one hell of an errata that's all i'm gonna say yeah that would definitely be very different but I never thought about that because, yeah, you're right. Anything that's a double tap or, you know, again, boss doesn't have a primary one. He has a 180 primary arc, not, uh, you know, 90 degree primary arc. Right. So like his is completely different too. you know, you bump Bosk on the side. He he's just going to shoot you in the range zero anyway, you know, and but in fairness, to some extent, boss doesn't care. Um as much about about that this primary arcs 180 degrees yeah 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 exactly so that's a good question i wonder how they're going to solve that because there's too many multiple style arcs and it would be very unfair if we lose hawks that just seems shit to me like to me that just seems the worst and like you want to know what i've been running in scum that i don't play very often but i've been running in scum canaan I love No, I hate Torquemux. <laughs> I don't run Torquemux. I'll tell you what. If the meta shifts and Torquemux is the best ship to play, I'll be playing them. There you go. Because I'm a sucker sellout like that. I just want to win. I mean, you are a CIS player. That's how that works. Hey, I've been playing CIS consistently in tournaments, even when Rebels were okay and better. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, Mystic uh, Shadowcaster and Kirex reprints. Yeah, I, I wish, man. 
Those oh would be great to have. God, give me Shadowcaster and 2.0, please. Well, and yeah. see, this is the question of do we need the reprinted ship or can't they just I don't know. That's the shit that drives me nuts. I own a Shadowcaster. I own a Kirax. I don't own the Alpha Starfighter. I don't need another effing ship. I just need them to say this is okay, you know. So so so, so here's the thing. They've already gone away from the whole extended to hyperspace reality that we had been living in, right? Because hyperspace mm -hmm. was ships that had been released in 2.0 and extended was everything. So if we're switching to different tournament formats, they could make certain ships available for certain formats. So you could have the Shadowcaster, you could have these ships. The only reason it's mattered here recently was because of the black box format, which was only ships that were released in 2.0. But that's not an official AMG format. That's just something that we came up with for the in-person tournaments that we're running. They did state that um, that standard would include only ships that have been re-released in Black Box. So that's well, then that's get to re-releasing every ship in Black Box. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Um, one of the reasons why I think they do need to eventually re-release, and I think why they're waiting to re-release these ships, is that. There's still room for more pilots to be added on to those particular ships, either when they're released over black box or in card packs. Um, for the Shadowcaster in particular, we do see it in episode nine um, in the Battle Exegol. So, do we know that Ketsu is the one flying the ship? We don't know. It could have could been be a different Asajj. person. Yeah, could have been. Oh, I thought she was dead though. But anyway, um, did you see a corpse? This is Star Wars. Did you see a corpse? Well, I mean. They've wrote about her corpse, but anyway, <laughs> so, um, so I mean, this you know, it opens the door for for that, or if they do like a book of Asajj Ventress, you know, eventually one day on Disney Plus, they might have more shadow character. Hashtag give Asajj a show, I would watch it. One of my favorite Star Wars characters, she's so amazing. Have you read the books? No, oh, all right, when would yeah. they okay? So, look, Chris, just real quick because I know we're talking about important like X Wing stuff. I stopped reading books when they became legends. It was it's not a legend book. It's, it's a, not a legend canon. Book. Yeah, it's canon. No, I'm yeah. saying when they made the distinction that I had spent 15 oh, years oh, of my oh. life reading books that now didn't matter for anything, I was like, I'm not going to read books anymore. Then look, it led me to meet Timothy Zahn and get a signed book for him for Thrawn. I mean, I don't stop. I don't want to hear that because my son tried to talk me into that, and I denied it and said that was dumb, and now I regret that wholeheartedly and if he comes to comic-con i will 100 percent have all three of my books there for him to sign with a it picture was, it was worth the two and a half hour wait that's all i'm saying i was gonna say margaret weiss and timothy zan go to gen con a lot and i think timothy zan goes to dragon con quite a bit which is in atlanta hmm I do like Dragon Con. <sighs> I do. I've been, we've been thinking about Gen Con. I don't know. Anyway, I back to the show. Back to the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I agree, Wookie Barber. I don't think they're going to release or hold points back. Um, I think what I think that creates a different complication where they have to cut those points out. Though, to me, I'll tell you what. Give me the effing points for the ships you can't release anyway. I don't care. Just give them. Me, uh, we're going to sit down. We, it, oh my God. Can you imagine if we got gauntlet points before we got the ship? Like that just. Yeah, I think. I think they. they that would just that. fix everything. Like we could start theory crafting. We could start playing all these other things. I mean, like I'm 100% in on playing Mando. So 
like more than the gauntlet right now. So so I, they in the past they've actually released points for ships before they were actually released at least a week or two before in the past. So I I can easily see them releasing all the points for the gauntlet and everything because they've already spoiled the majority of the cards. So why not? You know why not spoil yeah. it? Yeah, give me give me points because oh my god, I just you're not getting an N one. There's no N one coming for a while. Yeah, there is. There absolutely is. You know in, that in you years. talk to somebody. Yeah, in two no, years. But, Two years. This is yeah. my prediction. Two years. Okay, fine. I, I'm saying you're not getting it anytime soon. We ain't gonna see that. So, so here's here's what I'm gonna say on this. Right, this we're gonna like speak merchant. We're gonna we're gonna speak merchandising for a second. So, when Disney released the Mandalorian, Grogu was not a thing. He was not intended to be anything more than season one. He was a MacGuffin that was supposed to go. The internet exploded. I live in Orlando, Florida. I was a Disney pass holder when Mando Season 1 came out. And when Mando Season 1 came out, you know what did not exist in any Disney park ever? Any Mandalorian gear whatsoever. When it started to sell, when people started hashtag Baby Yoda on the internet, when the internet exploded with how cute he was, everything, they, they treated him like Gene Simmons treated Kiss. If you could put Baby Yoda's face on it, there was a market for it at Disney. They had spirit jerseys and phone cases and Crocs and socks and hats and shirts and everything. So if the N1 becomes popular enough, while yes, JJ, I respect your your two-year time frame, the reality is if the mouse says the ship exists now, all it takes, they don't even have to re-release the ship, right? All we get is a... Uh, new pilots of the Republic pack. And you have Mando in a card pack. All they have to do is print a card. They don't have to make a ship. They don't have to errata anything. They just release the pilot card. But it's physically different and people associate stuff, you know. They'll, just, they'll recognize the Mando ship more or the Mando N1 more than they recognize the Episode 1 uh, N1 Starfighter. You're not you're not wrong. I'm just saying if the mouse wanted it to exist so they could monetize it, it will happen. The mouse has enough money that they can push something through development as fast as they choose to or want to. And you know that's true just as much as I do. True. We'll see. I don't think they will. We could okay, how about this? We could do an over under bet. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna put stakes on this because like all these over under bets whatever who gives a shit let's put stakes who's ever closest buys the other two ships yeah I'm in <laughs> and whoever's wrong like so if I'm wrong and uh, I buy the two of you ships so what it, is what is your prediction we're not getting one at all no absolutely not I think that's bullshit I 100 okay. believe we're gonna get one whether we get it in card or or plain form. Whether I get a new reprint or whether I get the just cards for it. Okay. JJ if it, said two years, right? JJ two years. said two years. And, and I'm going to add a stipulation. It will be similar. To, it'll be a world's exclusive, similar to what they did with Plo Koon that comes with an alternate, uh, an alternate art um, and a dial. And it'll be a, a world's exclusive for X-Wing that they only do for that. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll do it like they it. did Plo Koon. You want me to tell you what I think no, no. they're going to do? If it's a world's <laughs> exclusive, they're going to do it like they did with the uh, the Royal N1. 
Oh, the silver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. the the royal yeah, Naboo and one yeah, yeah. is the silver handmaiden ship. But I think that, that was a Gen Con exclusive, right? Uh, uh that was or was that a Gen Con exclusive? I think it was a Gen Con exclusive. Mm, no, it was. Was it an Adepticon? It might have been a day. Was it Adepticon? If yeah. you bought Adepticon, you got it. But then when Adepticon got canceled, yeah. they had a bunch of them. Then they were able to okay. they okay. purchase them out. I say that we see it for Worlds. So I say that's that's a year or less. So you think before the end of 2022, we'll have it? Yep. I say right. we'll see it for Worlds. Huh? I say 2023, mainly because they have Well, that's not two, two years, JJ. You said two years. Fuck. Yeah. Right, the, fine. Look, he's, he has a product 20, of the public school system. He's trying, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I never went to square. Kidding me? I wouldn't even know how to, to turn school? my computer. Anyway, no, not here. Not here. I, I actually I have a very long, complicated school history. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think two years. I think if it's cards, I think if it's cards, we see it in early 2023. I think if it's cards in a ship, we see it late 2023. So. So you're saying the same thing that I did within a year. A year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Are you putting this in the note document, JJ? You know what? I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we need who's going to buy the other person two ships. If it's a world's exclusive, by the way, we all just fail. And like, I don't know what the fuck to do then. <laughs> like, because no, I, I said it's a world's exclusive. So I know. It's like, looks if like, you looks get. Like you're buying off of eBay. <laughs> no, that's not how that's going. No, none of us have $300 <laughs> to spend on that shit. You, you, you and I both know we couldn't pony up 600 bucks or even I can't I cannot pony up 300 bucks that's like a slave one for you man that's like your bonus right there <laughs> like, like that's not UCS you you and I both know that's a, that, okay man. I'll take a $30 $40 bet but I'm not taking a $300 bet sorry that's Wookie, out of Wookie, my price I'm gonna range. give you I'm gonna give you a virtual high five for the whiz kids reference because you're not wrong <laughs> all right anyway so that was two scenarios, right, JJ? Yes. Uh, the other two, I'm not very well versed on. I'll actually have to re-look them up again. Um, I lost my notes here somewhere. But uh, you're too busy daydreaming about the scum in one. Yeah, actually, yes. With a two, <laughs> okay. uh, with a two straight boost. Look, we did when you were gone. JJ and I gave our prediction of what that ship will be. So by the end of the show, that's that'll be the last piece of the show. Is you can give us what you think that sh that ship's going to be because JJ already did it and it was fun. That was like the best part of 2022 so far. Like when we, yes. we did that, so that was fun. I was very excited by that. Next week we'll do bad batch. There you go. Anyway, which neither one of you watched. Yeah. I watched like, of the, I first, I watched like the first three episodes. Again, the animation is meh. The only thing you have on me is just the last three throne books. That's it. In High Otherwise, Republic. And okay, fine. High Republic, yes. That's it. <laughs> just I am on the last High Republic. Have you game. played Kotor? Yes. No. I don't know what that is. You played the second one, JJ? Both of them? No, just the first one. Okay. Because Kotor was the only reason I bought an Xbox. I was a hardcore PlayStation guy until Kotor came out. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta, I gotta buy an Xbox now. Right. So if you get the option to play that, it is available on mobile platforms now. 
that's how powerful cell phones have gotten. You can play games that were designed for the original Xbox on your cell phone now. Um, hmm. I highly recommend it's like four ninety nine in the Play Store. It's amazing. All right, yeah, I'll have to look that up after this. So, all right, Charles, while JJ's looking all those other things up, what is your other predictions for what will go up in cost or down, either which way? I, so here's the thing. I would like droids to go up so that they're not so swarmy, but I think that goes against what the ship is for. Because every time that you see droids, it's not a single droid fighter and a scimitar, right? Droids are a swarm. That's what they're that's what they're designed to be. Whether they're on the ground, whether they're in a ship, whatever the case may be, droids are always a swarm. Um, when I look at what I saw at LVO, uh, when I look at the way people are building out for things, I think that some of the non ace pilots um for fo should come down in price if you want my honest opinion because people will run kylo people run hollow people run von reg for the aces lists but you very rarely see someone running the the test pilot the signer Jameis test pilot or the undernamed not i5 i6 pilots for fo unless you're running like an uh like a focho swarm or something like that so I would like to see that come down in points. Um, I would like to see generic Jedi go up a little bit. Um, not because they're wickedly overpowered, but just when you get four or five CLT Jedis or four or five Delta 7B Jedis, it's a pain to deal with because three agility dice are insane when you have force behind them. Um, or when you can, you know, like for instance, I played in Ahsoka and Ahsoka can take like three actions in a turn. Because she completes her maneuver, she spends to boost, then she spends her ability to take uh, an evade or a target lock, or, or I'm sorry, evade or focus, and then she can take her regular action to take a target lock. So you can reposition and then double token, you could double reposition and single token every, what, two or three turns with Ahsoka if you wanted to, uh, and that gets to be a little out of hand. So I'd like to see Jedi go up a little bit, not a lot, not, not an insane amount. So to, to kind of, and I, and I do agree with you here. So um, let me kind of walk you through one of the interactions I had yesterday with my game. So I, um, the list I was playing against was a, a Delta seven Anakin uh, that had the chopper astromech, which allows him to, for two charges, he can take a red evade and he had an ETA uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. So on, uh, and he did this on two separate turns uh, because he only had two charges he can move Anakin within range one of one of my ships. It could be a regular maneuver. He takes a red, um, a red evade because at the the wording for uh, chopper happens after you fully execute a maneuver. So he takes a red evade, then spends a force to use Anakin's ability to remove the stress that he just got. Then he uh, Obi Wan Kenobi now triggers at that point, which he uh, Obi Wan can spend a force now to give Anakin a focus because he completed he executed a maneuver and as long as you know he had more enemies than friendlies at range one he can now take a focus anakin now can spend a second force to do the um the chassis ability to either boost or barrel roll by spending a force which he did to arc dodge and then now he has his regular action which he can use to either target lock 
or boost or barrel if he didn't do that prior to that. So in the span of one movement, he managed to get about four to five different actions yep. um, just by spending two force, or actually three, one of them being Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Ahsoka so, can do that without Obi-Wan or yeah. Anakin even being involved because her yeah. ability is once she completes a maneuver, she can do her fine-tuned controls. Then once she does that, she can mm -hmm. spend another force to do her ability uh, and then take her actual actions. So even without no stress involved, no stress whatsoever, she burns both force to get double reposition and then her action for a token or single reposition plus double token potentially. Like she does it with just force. There's not even stress involved. So chopper is not even required for Ahsoka. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it does take, um, I mean, it's not something that you can do consistently, you know, turn at the turn without, you know, force starving yourself, but it is something that, that can happen that no other chassis can really do um, that well with, with minimal consequences, right? Negative effects there. So. All right. Any other predictions or thoughts that you have, Charles? Uh, not really off the top of my head. I would like to see some things come down in points that aren't getting a lot of play. Um, but that's just the the way I roll. I like, like you said in our chat earlier, Chris, I like to play the non-metal lists. I like to see Eamon. I'd like to see Koshka come down in points. I'd like to see, um, what's the other one? Um, there's the the fire spray that does good with generics. Like it's an amazing ship. Yeah, Scarlet. Yeah, I'd like to see Cass Scarlet come down in points to yeah. make them a little more. I'd love to Viable. see the generic I2 come down in points. I think 82 points for an I2 pilot is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's it's so... Like, don't get me wrong. Fire Spray is a strong ship. I'm not saying it's not... I'm not saying that it needs to come down into, like, the 60s or the low 70s. But, like, a two-point reduction on a generic pilot on a ship that doesn't see a lot of play. Right, because when you when you look at scum fire sprays, it's Boba and it's Amon. Occasionally Kashka Frost. When you look at fire sprays for CIS, it is always Django Zam. I've never seen so, anybody fly anything other than Django Zam in a right. CIS fire spray. So I want to point out though, a generic fire spray is sixty-two in scum and sixty-three in CIS. I thought it was that's 80, odd. Maybe N no. I thought it That's, was more expensive than that, but still. Like, I, compared, I, I wonder why. That, if we look at, if, you know, if we're looking at that, right, and we compare that to the, let's go the YV, right, because it's got the I2 YV666 is 51 points. So we are talking a 34-point difference for a ship that has. It's not 34, man. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Boba. Sorry, disregard. But still, 62 62 to 51, to 51. That's a nine point swing, and you get two extra health. Yeah, you lose one agility die, but you get two extra health and a zero stop. Like I'm not saying it needs to drop a lot, but I'd like to see the generic pilots come down. I'd like to see Koshka. I don't know why Koshka at I three is valued, you know, so close to Amon at I four. But Kashka at I four is less points, or Kath is less points than Kashka. See, who is, you know is an I four. There's no when when you look at the way the scum pointed out, there's no semblance of order that twos are less than three, but there's a three that's more expensive than one four, but is one point cheaper than the other four. 
you know, the only one that I don't think needs to change is like Boba and Eamon. But I do think that like Crassus Trellix, something needs to be done with his points because what? why would I run him? His ability is pointless. If Because the only thing that you can put on him that does more damage that's a special attack, like you put Ion Cannon, but why on earth would you take a range one Ion Cannon shot for four dice when you could take a range one damaging shot for four dice? Like there's no benefit to his ability other than it allows you to take a, a, you know, like a proton torpedo out the back if you can get a proton torpedo on there. You know what I mean, or a missile or something like that. But like I love, don't get me wrong, I love the fire spray as a ship, but I just think that an I two fire spray versus an I two slaver. There's no reason why I wouldn't want to run. I can fit three slavers party bust. You can't fit three. I mean, you can fit three bounty hunters into a list, but you don't have a whole lot of points for anything else. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I think uh, my hot take is Jake needs to go up in points. Uh, and I, I say Jake in Rebels goes up 10 points. That's that's my hot take for everything. Cause... So you think he's more valuable than Hera? Jake's 34 going up to 44. Hera's 48. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah so I, I, th I thought he was 38 for some reason. Okay. Nope, he's 34. Um, okay. So so, so I think Rebels as a whole, because the token sharing needs to go up in points, period. Um, I won't or limit the token sharing. Or limit the token sharing. I would agree with you on both the courts. If well, I just I look at from from a 1.0 perspective, because you didn't live through this headache. I loved it. I'm a scum player. I fucking I took advantage of it at every sense of the word. That's but when man when Manaru and Atani <laughs> Mindlink existed and there was mm -hmm. no limitation on the board, I could stress Fen, do a blue maneuver with Fen, get a focus. Atani Mindlink would let me send the focus somewhere. I could take the focus off of Manaru, send it to Fen, and then get Manaru another focus. So I could double focus Fen and with like push the limit, I could I could boost, I could reposition into like a barrel roll. Stress him out. Manaru does a blue maneuver, takes a focus, gives the focus to him, then gets another focus back because of her ability. So you've got a double re it, Fen was Ahsoka with yep. Mind Link and, and Manaru. And how they did that was they made Manaru, you know, within range two. So yep. you 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 try to take Hera's ability down and make him fly a little closer. Yeah. And so <laughs> yes, the four TLT wise was a pain in the ass. Long live harpoons. Yeah, so so I don't care how they want to do it. If they want to errata rebels, that's fine with me too. Um, my bigger thing is is there has to be a point adjustment a little bit, in my opinion, to take some of those token sharing pieces up in price. Um, Jin should not be three points. I think if you make Jin, um, no, we're not having three two point five. Don't cater to Charles. You're you're just catering to Charles. All you're doing. Mystic, um, you get a free subscription. I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. Charles is going to buy you a free subscription to our. Network. I will. I will. Go. I will give you. I will give you a sub. I will gift a sub. All right. So, so <laughs> it, I I did find the other two scenarios. By the way, yep. Um, that's it. We could we could cover those in a minute. Can I finish mine and then you do yours? You're not allowed. Uh, do, it. do it. Thank do it. you. So I think I think uh, Tie Fighters should be looked at to come down in points, I think, across all factions. I disagree with you. I think it should. 
You can keep Howlrunner where she's at. I think TIE Fighters should become part of the meta again because they're iconic. They suck ass when it comes to maneuverability. Disagree with you. I, I could not disagree with you. That's more. fine. Okay. You, you, oh my God. Here's, here's why. Here's the reason TIE, why I TIE disagree. Fighters, TIE Fighters were droid swarms before droid swarms were cool. They're the hipster droid yes. swarm. Yes. Okay. The good. reason you the all reason don't. So, I love fighters, droid swarm. The reason why Tie Fighters don't see their their greater share of the meta because Tie Fighters is still good. Don't get me wrong. The reason they're why they don't see their greater share of the meta is because there are other options that are more that are available for the particular factions that do have the Tie Fighters. The only exception is Rubble, um, because the Rubble Tie Fighters are just terrible. Yeah, they're named, they're named pilot only though. There's no generic. Yeah, uh, exactly. Guy, so, so, um, but because there are other options that are available in that faction, people tend to gravitate more towards those other options because people like to fly those other options. But you can still fly the original uh, Howl Runner and um, and Infernal Squadron Swarm and still be very very effective. I disagree. In the Empire. So, I disagree. Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question real quick. When you say TIE Fighters need to be cheaper, are you including the Mining Guild TIE Fighter in this? Yes. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Done. I'm in. <laughs> I'm jumping ship on you, JJ. I'm all for scum Mining Guild TIE Swarms. Yeah. You want to know why? Because JJ ran one against me with stable, closed stable, whatever they call Mark's them. Mark Closer. Yeah. Yep. And I, closer, yeah. Against my, my Droid Swarm. And I won't say that I had a little bit better dice than he did when I needed them. But it, they weren't so aggressively, insanely that much better that it, it negated that game. But again, maneuverability, different things kind of played into that. So I think if JJ spent the next four months running those, he would be very good at it. But at the exact same time, the droids had a very easy time against them. And I didn't even have discords. You know, you start adding discords and those and those things just start dropping off. I start adding ions. Those things start dropping off. The the droids out handily. They they out handily took Did down. You stop on rocks. They can go. Yeah, those fuckers can stop on rocks. They think, can stop and barrel no, off I'm it. Asking if you stopped on a rock. No. no. For no. one no, one droid. Yeah, one droid did. Yeah, that was the it. it was pure yeah, the reason I was asking is because yeah, yeah. with with the droids being able to stop on rocks, of course they're going to outfly nope. the Tie Fighters. But if it's just one, then okay, then you're giving fair apples to apples. I will concede and shut up. All right. So, um, so so I think Tie Fighters need more love. Personally, I think X Wings should go up in price. Um, and that's a very hot take that a lot of people like, especially Rebel X Wings, a hundred percent should not be thirty eight fucking points. No, especially resistance X wings. They need to all go up. Name pilots okay. and everything. All right. Fuck well, resistance X wings. Okay. Yes and no, but I guarantee you the Rebel X wings are definitely designed to go up in price. They should not be thirty-eight points for an I one. They just shouldn't. Not, not at their health and cost level. I don't. I don't care. If you could get rid of token sharing, then we could talk about a difference, different change, but. Um, with the token sharing and the things you can do with those things, they're they're pretty. It, again, it's great for good new players to play because it gets them excited to play that game. But other than that, mm, they don't design. They're not designed to be in competitive, and they're going to do very well in competitive play. Period. With new scenarios, they're going to. It, it's a thing. Um. So, I think there's that. I agree with Charles that there's some. Um. There's definitely fire spray ones that need to go down. But at the same token, there's how many other 
unused ships that could just use a bump, right? Like, okay. Um, Star Vipers. Star Vipers. G1As. Like, I would love to be able to play my fucking Mist Hunters. Like, you have no bro, idea. Bro, so they much. can make the G1A free and no, no one would run it. That I would. ship is terrible. I love it. I love running Forlom, but that's just me. I, I any, Anyway. Um, and and I, I agree with you. I, I think on the resistance side, I think Rose and Fen need to go up uh, a hell of a lot more in price. I think those stupid little resistance pods, because of what they can do, need to go up, especially with Finn or Rose with C3PO needs to go up in price. And I agree with JJ on, uh, on the um, or you on the um, the FOs. I think we need to start seeing those generic FOs go down a little bit. Um, and that's because I own enough of them to fly swarm too. <laughs> um, I have a folk show in, in my house. So, um, you know, so I agree on that aspect. I don't agree on the Jedis to some extent. I think some of the named Jedis could go up in price, but I want to be very careful because I think until Rebels gets a gauntlet, there is an issue I feel with that. Um, without that gauntlet, the Rebels or the Republic have a harder time with some of that. I think V-Wing should go down in price, though. Selfishly, I think they should all go down one point. All of them. Every single one of them should go down one point. And I won't give away the secret of why I think it is, because we have an amazing list that um, if they go down four points, I will 100% be running. Like, I will dump Separatist to run Republic at Adepticon. That, that's, that's, a, that's a fact right there. Y'all heard that. Yep. No, I'm that serious. Like, I was actually, if I had more practice, I'd be running at Crossroads right now. I just don't have the practice with it. But if okay, we lose... So here's, here's my hot take. Yep. AMG gives in to peer pressure and releases the torrent in its own individual. Oh, God. I would love that, too. I would like that. Don't shake your head at me, JJ. You know it needs to happen just as yeah. much as I no, do. No, no, Give me a belly rub, too. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't that it doesn't need to happen. Yes, it absolutely needs to happen, but it ain't going to happen anytime soon. Hey, how about you give me a, <laughs> a torrent and a belly rub together? There you go. Put I those would, in the I bag. would buy that double pack in a heartbeat, Chris. You and I could split cost on that. <laughs> so I agree with you, though. Like, I own both factions, so like I'm all in on that. I need I need five belly rubs, and I only got three. I want five because I want to run them like those Kirax. Now that I've been watching Clone Wars, I want to run so many torrents, it's not even funny. Oh, I know. Can you imagine if they lowered torrents a couple of points? It would be, be fun. Great. Yeah. Um, but either which way, I, I, I think the V-Wing should come down one point. Or if you want to make the Besh upgrade free, I guess I would take that as well. I would prefer to see a four point or like a, a point reduction by one. And if you want to give me um, a Besk for free, and then I'm all in on that too. <laughs> because Esk <laughs> is silly and like is just meme worthy. Um, it, it, you can because I can't fit anything in Republic that guarantees crits. Like if I had Greedo Gunner in Republic or something crazy like that, like something where I could guarantee crits. Marksmanship. Can you run marksmanship on a V Wing? At the yeah, the, threes, right? Yeah. So now that's two extra points. No, thank you. Like, give me again, give me give me a, a point reduction and I'll test that. But I've tested it because I've tested running. You can run like six V wings and something and uh, a Naboo, uh, one of those Naboo starfighter things. And 
I don't think it does as well as people think it does, but it's fun to run. It's a chrysalis. So, um, on the opposite side for droid swarms, I don't think there should be any points increase or reduction um, to droids. I think tubs. I think the i3 generic tub should go down in price to match the i1 tub um, so that it's identical. And I think K2B4 should go up in price. Why, okay, back, back this back this hype train up just a second, CIS player. Why does the i3 need to be the same point as the i1? Because it is for the Vulture, so why not make it for the Tub 2? Because it shouldn't be for the Vulture. Well, it is, so... There is no valid reason why a, a ship that is two initiative points higher should be the same points. That's I, terrible. Then, then let's lower all the i1s and put the i3s at the same point. <laughs> or just make the i3s more expensive. No, they're not going to... I don't think they'll do that. But they might. But I think the big thing is that K2B4, I think, was under-costed before and people were sleeping on it. I mean, I've been running that since, what, October, end of October, early November-ish. If I was a better player, I would have won GSP's thing or been in the top cut for their final. So, you know, I'm just not that great of a player, I don't think. And um, But that K2B4, I think, should go up in price. Like, I think that's that, that five points for that is mm, definitely not worth it. Uh, uh, like I take that over crack in almost any day with free independent calculates and without the free independent calculates five points is fine, but unless they're going to make independent calculate go up in price, I don't know. So, so those are my hot takes JJ. All right. So the last two scenarios that we got here, um, one of them is a snatch and grab scenario where they're, um, where you'll place a, an objective towards in the center. And uh, you have to go in and as an action, you would take that token onto that ship and you are trying to basically survive and have that token on there. If the ship that's carrying that particular token um, is taken out, then it's dropped where it is. And then um, any player can uh, use an action if they're within range one of it to grab it and then um, and then hang on to it. Um, there's a big objective uh, points that you get for hanging on to it to the end of the the end of the, the match um and that's basically what you're trying to do uh kind of think it kind of like a capture the flag almost type of scenario um, so swarms win this and rebels win this so i i mean my my first thought was a star wing because you got a van slam the hell out of everywhere right yeah um that's not legal though so you, yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly but um beyond that i mean you the other thing I, I would think of is just a ship that can move really really fast and my first thought was the falcon because they can do the four straight boost and that is faster than a five straight so um i think you know that better and, than and a on top of that they're boost? what shadow catchers doing a five straight with a 5k turn slam how did they get the slam though they used did they not translate that into 2.0? Because 1.0, you could do it with mm -hmm. advanced you're, slam. You're thinking burnout slam, which is, hasn't come into... Um, oh, yeah, 1.0, you could put advanced slam on a shadow caster and do a 5 straight yeah. with a 5k yeah. and just, just be halfway across. You'd be all the way on the other side of the board, turn one. Yeah, now, while I think that the swarm is good to try to go grab that particular objective, the problem is is that if you're spending an action and you die, and now you have to spend another action and pick it up again, and then die, and again, you have to be within range of that particular objective to do it. Are you 
now breaking up your formation to have a few go after to the objective that died and is now behind you or like or would you rather have a larger ship that can take a few hits and get away and still punish from range like for me i i think i would choose the latter i mean it's a preference point but i think that the large base ship um that can that can do that probably has a better shot that's true same with like the soonser fells or you know the uh stupid defenders or um jedis that have the extra you know high maneuverability anything that has high maneuverability is going to be really good in this i think the difference with like rebels is rebels is the token sharing so yep oh i took my action to pick it up and oh i'm gonna give you a focus because i'm hera and you don't have to get it unless you need it so only if you need it oh you rolled natties ah you don't need it i'll save it for somebody else oh you didn't roll natties here's a focus you know so just real quick back to the to the point mods i think scimitars need to be cheaper okay you I mean the uh you? the cis <laughs> yep I, right, I agree. I, I was that. thinking tight bomber when you said that. So yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm thinking like <laughs> the the actual scimitar ship, the mall ship. Yeah, the the. Uh, I think I want to see them yeah. played more. I think they should be a little cheaper. Not a crazy amount. I'm not talking about like rebuild the world here, but something that would just make it a little more playable. Because I watched fun. Duncan. I watched Duncan play that, and it looks like a fun ship, and I would really like to to play it. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I played it with um five droids before, and. You don't win, but it's fun to play. It's fun to play. Hey, uh, uh, was it Octor that won the Australian Nationals with that? Uh, with a variation of that, he basically had Dooku with a with heightened perception and a tractor beam, and then a gaggle of uh, vultures, and he would initiative seven tractor right into all those arcs of the droids, and he he took the the championship. So it's possible. It Fucking it's Octor fun. Con, it's Octor Khan. He he plays more X Wing than all of us combined. <laughs> He plays more X-Wing in one day than I play in like a year, it seems like. <laughs> yep. And you're right. Grievous crew is undercosted, but I'm going to keep that to myself because I don't want AMG to get word of that. You just announced it on the stream. <laughs> I know, but to, to, to what the, the 50 people that watch our show, I'm I'm okay with that. Nobody's going to run to AMG and be like, Tanner said that Grievous is undercosted. We should, uh, over we should, we should bring that crew cost. Come on. Three points. To uh, get rid of that, and oh, if a ship dies, I get uh, you know I get to fucking re-ready that. <sighs> okay, I'll put that in a droid swarm all day long. Yep, exactly. They'll only know if you're painting something. That's that's actually sad, Wookie <laughs> Barber. Um, I'm not painting on stream, but I have been painting at home. It's actually somewhat therapeutic. I found. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a paint cast. Just be dicks. You and I are two different people because painting is so frustrating for me and i am so terrible at it there is not a reason that mm. i would ever want to do that voluntarily i am terrible at it and frustrated with it too but it was kind of it was okay maybe it's because of the kids because my kids painted with me maybe that's why maybe they're the ones that made it better for me anyway jj other stuff because we got to wrap up so we can yeah. do our boba cast i really want to do boba cast Last one that we have here is a tagging scenario. So similar to zone control, um, they're going to be scattered objectives around the the uh, play area. Um, you go up to that particular objective and you tag it. You spend an action to flip it either to um, to your side, like to show that you've tagged it, and you gain points for every objective that remains tagged. 
an enemy ship can come in and um, tag it to flip it over to their side so that way they can score it there. And during the end phase, you gain the points according to how many uh, uh, of those objectives you've tagged and are in your control. So in this particular one, I think that uh, more higher initiative ships um, have the advantage on this one because obviously if you're able to move last, get in range, tag it, and keep it uh, last, then um, you're going to end up scoring those points there. Um, so that that definitely helps you to um, really maintain control um, of those things for uh, for a longer time. That being said, that also exposes you because if your enemy knows that you're going to go for that particular objective, all they have to do is just make sure they just set a trap, like you know, kill box for that particular area um to discourage you from going there so i do see that the i1s can also be particularly strong for that too um because they could just set up those kill boxes so um so it's an it's a nice little balance in between the two so yeah and i think i think you're right i think i think bombs help with that especially yeah. like captain nim if they ever bring captain nim into fucking 2.0 2.5 like like captain nim is pretty good for that i mean being able to hold that bomb Electro proton bomb stock kind of go up a little bit with trajectory simulator Ooh, in that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um it, again, you know what else could go up is the blaze bomb. The blaze bomb goes Ooh, up in yeah. stock. Yep. You know, that so it's on the that sits on the board for a minimum of three turns. Yep. Electro uh proton missiles or whatever the fuck they're called. The those, those go up. And again, electro chafe bot. There you go. I, I don't think that these the costs should change right now. I think we should let this play out, but those go up in stock. Like me being able to take a tie bomber um, and shoot the electric chafe missiles and then kind of go around it and then drop more bombs that I can delay fuse. Uh, that's the control piece in that I feel is great. Um, and that's probably going to be one of the scenarios I enjoy playing more than other ones only because of that control piece. And it, you can ask Charles, that's one of the arguments I've had about Destiny versus X-Wing is Destiny has a lot more varied win styles than X-Wing did, and that's why I enjoyed Destiny per se better. And that kind of goes the same way when you look at Flesh and Blood. They have different win style conditions for it, and it's a card game, so it's easier to do. But those are the enjoyable pieces of the card game that I need somebody to translate into X-Wing. That's what I want. I don't need just kill, 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 kill. I want alternate wind style formats, which is why I've never really actually been against objectives. I've, I've been way more pro objectives than a lot of um, other shows have been. And, and that's wise because I like these weird alternate wind conditions. I mean, because again, think about being able, if we ever get Star Vipers in some of these objectives, the crazy maneuvers they can do, HMPs do crazy maneuvers. There's there's a benefit to some of these weird things that we go, ah, they're not really great in a dogfight, but they're really, really effing good when we look at objectives. And that's what I want. And that's what I, I'll be honest, that's what I'm enjoying about this anticipation. I just want them to release the shit so I can, <laughs> I can play it. Um, Cause I would feel better about it than us sitting here, like Jimmy wiggling, discussing all this shit when we just have everything, you know? Yeah. I think that it's it's definitely going to be a challenge for tournament play, right? Because uh, like now, right, you know, I, I'm officially going to Adepticon um, if I haven't announced it. Um, yes, I will be at Adepticon. And you'll be staying in my room. So I, I'm part it's of me the, and JJ. JJ and yeah, Chris yeah. show. That's right. 
Um, part of the, the, the anticipation now that's kicking in for me in overtime is the list building aspect, right? What am I going to bring to this tournament here? Now, yeah, when's I'm the last time you did an in-person tournament? Uh, November of last year. <laughs> so, um, so part of the anticipation, right, is like, you know, what are you going to bring for your list here? And, you know, as of now, you know, I, I'm going through every faction to see, you know, what what I can possibly bring that I enjoy flying, that I, I know that I'm going to be good with for this particular style, which is what dog, dog fighting, right? Now you add in, you know, the possibility of having random events happen during a standard tournament um, for for these particular events. And everything that you think you knew about list building for a particular tournament gets thrown out the window now, right? Because you list build and then you compare it to how you think it's going to do in a particular scenario. And now you're not so sure, right? Now you're you're like, well, you know, it's really good against this. But if I happen to draw, you know, this particular scenario um, at this point, then I'm going to get creamed. So it's 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 exciting and it's gonna be like uncharted territory um but as a person who loves star wars armada who plays objectives um you know in in that particular thing um i i think it's really good i think it's a nice spice uh to to x-wing honestly so yep and when i learned how to play armada that was like one of the big things like i hated the dial maneuvering and i hate the fact of how you shoot i hate that so much you shoot before you move don't like that at all i do like the objective aspect to it and i will tell you i won my first armada game the first time i played because of the objectives <laughs> that was nice. the only reason i won <laughs> because the guy playing against me was so much better than i was um was it phil yeah it was phil yeah because phil likes phil owns everything armada and i told him i would learn how to play it um so i could play it with him now he's super involved with hockey but you know whatever Let he's always been super involved with hockey but that's a different story <laughs> that will change and i told him that i'll continue to play armada with him just him and me like we did it we did it one night i went over to his house for like five hours and we got pizza and had a couple drinks and played armada two or three games of armada he built the list for me so i think he you know tried to disadvantage me the second time but nah, yeah. Phil would never do that. <laughs> i'm just giving him shit uh all right, so anything else? We have three minutes. Otherwise, I want to dive into the Book of Boba, but I need to use the pisser a minute. So we're going to take a five-minute break so everybody can use the pisser. But I want to do the Book of Boba for our yes. Universe Extended episode. Um, and if anybody has anything else, great. Otherwise, thank you all for joining us. We will be doing spoilers, obviously, because it is over. And Charles and I will probably have a very heated debate where we throw plastic space balls at each other or something. I don't know. Um, Cause I think we're on opposite sides of the spectrum on this show. Um, we've been up. We've been on opposite sides of the spectrum from this show since week one, brother. I disagree with you on that. If you go back to the second one, we casted you and I were on the same page, but everything changes. So thank you all for joining us. We will tentatively be back next Sunday. I am at crossroads. Charles or uh, Charles and, and JJ, if they could figure out and want to host it, I will send them all my setups and they're happy. I, I, you can happily host the show without me. You do not need, I am not an important tool in this, in this cog. You're the um, only tool in this cog. That's probably very true. <laughs> um, and I'm seeing tool March 8th. Um, side note, but I'm very well, excited about that, by the way. I would be too. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Shit. We're just tangenting. Um, anyway, so we, if we aren't back on that, 
that day we will be back next week at minimum on Wednesday to cast 100%, especially if new shit comes out. So um, I will not promise a Sunday cast, but I will try very hard. But with the whole GSP crew being there and um, our whole crew from Grand Rapids being there and our other extended crew from from Detroit being there, if I don't get back in time, I apologize ahead of time. Enjoy so. your time, my friend. Either which JJ, way. You know what will happen? JJ and I will just set up a camera at my house and we'll play X-Wing on the table. I would love for you guys <laughs> to do that and stream it. And um, I hope that that would be amazing. If I'll tell you what. If you all are going to do that, I will tell Dion to um, do the whole like follow us afterwards thing. So like, if you guys are serious about that, I'll see if I can get all the viewers from Top Cut to come over to our stream. Nice. He's going to be there anyway. So. Right, I'm in. JJ, if you want to come and get it set up, man, I'm in. I don't have anything going on. Is it? All right. right on. All right. We're going to take a quick five-minute break, and we'll be back with Book of Boba Fett for our extended universe, the last episode about Book of Boba Fett that you'll ever hear from Planning Face Syndicate. <laughs> 